Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. How's it, everyone? Yo, it filled up quite nicely. I was a little bit concerned there for a second. Yo, good morning, everybody. You are a beautiful bunch. How's it, guys? And our special friend from far away. So nice to have you with us. So I've got something that God has been talking to me about. And I'm hoping as it challenges and it feeds me that it will challenge and feed you. I think what we can pray for in one another that we will be iron that sharpens iron continually. Isaiah 9 verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness. Isaiah 42, 16, and I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know in paths that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light. Isaiah 58, 10, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness, and your gloom be as noonday. Daniel 2.22. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Michael 7 verse 8. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Starting to see a thread. Matthew 4, 16, the people dwelling in darkness, it's the retelling of Isaiah, have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. In Luke 1, 7, 79, Gabriel is prophesying to Zechariah about his son that will be born, John the Baptist. And, your, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, and for you will go before... You will go before the Lord to prepare His way, to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sin. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. A few more. John 1.5. And I find it interesting that John, the Gospel of John, <laughs> verse one. Uh, chapter 1, verse 5, and 1 John, 1, verse 5, both speak about the light. But this one, we know, it's where it says, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and you know that one. It carries on to verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And John 8, 12, and again, Jesus spoke. This is Him Himself talking about Himself, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And John 12, 35 to 36, so Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Isn't it amazing that we have the light with us all the time now? Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going while you have the light. Believe in the light that you may become sons of the light, and sons can also apply to daughters, so don't you think you are excluded, ladies? Sons, child of 
the light. Light in the darkness. These are references describing God himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as light. Definition of light, this word, is to shine, to make manifest, and to bring clarity, clarify. Remember that. We're going to talk about that a little bit further, further on into the message. Um, God is light. He's always shining. He's always making manifest, not just himself, but clarifying things, manifesting light and truth about things. We sang about it this morning, how we shouldn't forget the cross, because before the cross, I was darkness. Before my acceptance of the work of Jesus Christ as Jesus, my Savior and Lord, I was darkness. I don't know about you, but I was a despicable darkness. I was a particularly dark shade of dark. <laughs> Before that light came and illuminated my life. Not little yellow things called minions that come and bring illumination. Illumination! They got nothing on Jesus. Those yellow things don't have a patch on him. He illuminates. Oh, wasn't it a glorious day? Can you still remember the day that he transferred you from darkness to light? Eh? And now the weights just, the weight just fell off you. And all of a sudden, your countenance lit up. And you could say, it is lit. It's a good reference, man, for the millennials. It's lit. Sims, I'm 40 now. I can make bad dad jokes. It is lit. With Jesus, it is lit. And all of a sudden, when that light came, there was hope. You thought, oh God, I'm so lost in this darkness. You know those things that say, I'm in the dark here. It literally means, look, the, the saying is, I'm in the dark. I can't see. There is no light that my eyes can perceive any, any form or shape or color. I am aktas donker. I am feeling my way in the dark. And then we say things like, I need clarity. Who's got clarity on this matter? Oh, dear. Me and the, the CAs. They come to me. We just need a little bit of clarity here. Yeah, you and me both. <clears throat> I might have a counting three in my like, studies, but I mean, the application, I don't want to do. I think I could possibly do it, but the clarity, it just doesn't come for me. It doesn't love me that much. That, those references for me speaks about things that are to be discovered. Light required so that I can discover something. 
There's one more thing here. There's another phrase that we use. It has come to light that certain of our politicians cannot read numbers. <coughs> I'm in the same category as them. But it speaks of something that was kept hidden, that was shielded from light, that was protected from being discovered. So there is this concept of us needing light to go and seek something out. The light brings discovery, but there's also something that the light comes and exposes certain things. Yeah. Light that shines, that makes manifest, that brings clarity. One of my good friends wrote a song, and in the song, she sang that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all, at all, at all. God is light. 1 John 1 verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all, at all. At all. Carries on in that verse. But now why do we not know God completely? Why does it sometimes feel like there is darkness? Not the hidden over, not to expose, ashamed of. But why does it feel? Don't you sometimes ask yourself that? Or I just want more of God. And it just feels like I can't get more. And he is light. In Him there is no darkness. And I think we grapple with this thing of confusing darkness with lack of understanding and still learning and still getting to grips with. I, I looked up the, again, physics high school. Oh, dear. The light law. It's called the particle and wave duality of light. Any physics teachers here? Lance, did you do physics? You did maths. Anybody here? Any physicists? Okay, I can speak with confidence. <laughs> but when you start reading it, you have limited grasping of it. And it feels like this thing is shrouded in darkness. And then you read a bit more. And you explore a bit more. And you look up big words like propagating. And you understand a little bit more. And you find out who is this Einstein that they are referring to. And you discover a bit more. It's the only way I can make sense of this God that seems to be exposed to me. And, and I know him and Yet there's so much more to know about him. I never ever want to say again, God, is, is there some, some darkness about God? I just want to say there's some undiscovered territory in God. And we will go where no man has ever gone before. One Timothy six verse thirteen to sixteen. He says, it's Paul speaking to Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things 
And of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I am God. To keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. This side of eternity, if we had to be exposed to the fullness of the light of God, the divinity of him, we would just be consumed. This thing has bugged me when people say there's darkness about him. I don't know enough because people use it as an excuse to say, but in any case, I can't understand him. There's just so much. He's so big. He's so, and I don't even get to the point where I step over and actually explore him. The reason I can say this is because I probably fall in that category. Where I just remain blissfully unenlightened on certain subjects, certain topics. I think parents stay blissfully unenlightened about what the Word says about raising children nowadays. God is ever revealing. He is light, and in Him there is no darkness. He is ever expanding. The more light and enlightenment you get in God, the more there is to get. And instead of getting demotivated about it, can we as a people just get so much more enticed to go and find more about this light of us? The clarity to life is in the light of God. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you find a word for your life? How do you get meaning for your life? How do you find purpose for your life? You want to get clarity and the manifest of God, the truth about Him manifest in your life. He is light. Ever expanding. You remember that day when the light came into your life and it was truly a moment of enlightenment. And it was, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, Psalm 23 makes sense. And the next time you read three verses of Psalm 119, it was, oh, that also makes sense. And then you read Proverbs, and that made sense. And then you read Romans, and that made sense. And then you read Revelations, and that didn't make sense. And then you read Numbers, and that was little less sense. But there was more and more and more. He, he takes you from this point of enlightenment, and He translates you. And He takes you further, and He brings more clarity as you discover Him. God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. At all, at all, at all. God is light and He's ever exposing. I want to tie this one up with a verse that I found liberating.
John 12, 46, verse 47. He's ever exposing, but he says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Because for us, exposing is, is it Deborah Pata? Eh? The exposés. Ooh, another corruption uncovered. It's exposed. But you know the same term is used when you put a solar panel out in the sun. It is exposed to the lights. It's exposed to the rays of the sun. That's what Jesus is saying in, in John 12. Is I don't come just to expose, to shame you just for, for shame's sake. And to make you feel bad about your goodness. It's, we all know we are bad. But I come to expose you to the light, the clarity of a better way. God is light and in him there is no darkness. I was hoping by now you would have caught on to the at all, at all, at all. Melody is quite easy, but it's not happening. He's ever revealing, ever expanding, ever exposing. He loves you too much to leave you in the darkness. You know, they say it all pans out in the end. Doesn't it feel like that? Sometimes you're alive, you're like, oh, can that thing please just stay hidden? Nope. Bring it into the light so I can show you a better way. I am light and in me there is no darkness. There is no room for darkness. Oh. Just close your eyes. Thank you, Father, that we are in you and you in us. That in you there is no darkness. There is only light, Lord. We honor you as the one of all wisdom, all knowledge. The one who is all-powerful, able to make manifest your truths, your glories in our lives and through our lives, my God. Father, thank you that you didn't look at our brokenness and our imperfection, but that you still sent Jesus as the light of the world for us. We never want to forget about that. Oh, God, oh, God. Amen. Second one, light in the darkness. Now, let's see if I can make sense of this. Are you willing to follow me on a little bit of a, of a as I process verbally, journey here? So, I mentioned earlier the duality of light, particle and wave. Let's see if I can make sense to you guys. So, some people said light is a particle. It's a thing. And it is charged by energy, by a source, and it then releases energy, and that's light. And then some of the physicists said, no, it also is a wave, which has frequency to it. Now, frequency is the difference, if I'm right, between the valleys and the, 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 the troughs. I think that's what you call it, eh? So it's how quickly and how, how that goes. And then Einstein was the first to say, well, neither of them on its own makes complete sense. What about if we say it is a particle, but also a wave? It seems like society today, hey? 
It is true, but it's also a lie. Okay, you don't get that. But I'm saying like in today's day and age, people say, well, it's truth, but it's also not true. I like that, but I also like this. But wait, there's more. The actual definition is, light is a collection of one or more photons propagating through space as an electromagnetic wave. So Einstein then said, yes, there are protons. Do you know physics? Do you know Loshni? Just checking, so I don't make a fool of myself in my rudimentary explanation of this. So they are charged with energy, and because they are charged with energy, they group together and they flow in a wave. And the reason they explain that is because then if that wave hit a prism, what happened to the white light? It refracted, and it became red, orange, yellow, green, blue, don't forget, there's purple too. You know, it broke into the spectrum. And that's how Einstein said, well, it has energy, it has, been, it has been loaded with energy by a source, and it then flows in this electromagnetic wave in and through things. And certain things allow certain colors to be absorbed and certain colors to go through. So the reason you can see blue is because the shirt is absorbing all the blue rays. No, reflecting all the blue rays, absorbing everything else. There we go, got it. Everybody just as, as informed as I am. Fantastic. There we go. So this point of light in the darkness is that there is particle impact in us. He comes and he charges us with energy. He gives us life. He makes us a charged particle that should shine for him with energy and light. The particle part of us. Sure. It must be because it's the 30th of December. You are charged with the life and the light of God. You are no longer succumbing to everything. You've been set apart. You've been translated. You were taken out of darkness where there was nothing around you. And you were put into a place where there's white light on you because God is light and in Him there is no darkness so that you can shine. You're Still nothing. I have no more energy to give. It's the 30th of December, people. Oh, my goodness. Colossians 1 verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. You are light in God. I, want, I, I, I wish that it said that in me is the light of God and in me there is no darkness at all, at all, at all. But it only says that about God. In Him there is no darkness. In us is the light of the world. But in us is the brokenness of humanity, which causes darkness. Now, as I said earlier, in God, we can explore Him. We can forever explore the light He's ever exposing. He's ever telling of Himself. But we sometimes fall more more into the category of darkness hiding 
shame. When we look at ourselves. When we are confronted with our own brokenness and our imperfections, we hide away in darkness. I hide away in darkness. Certain areas I'm like, oh God, not now. No light, please God. Shine just on the right hand side. It's the better looking. Look at that profile. Oh God, no, from this side I look fat. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he says, come with your dark patches. Come. Come into my marvelous light. I'm not intimidated by it. It is not unknown to me. It is not foreign. And unfortunately for all of us, it is not hidden from him. We might cover it over so that his light and his clarity and his truth and his manifestation of truth cannot make us feel guilty and ashamed. We might do that, but it is not hidden from him. Because we are in his light, he is not in our light. Light in darkness. That's who he is. And this is the point of hope. Is even though we have patches of darkness in us, he still chooses to shine his light in and through us. When we were in Cape Town, Marlies wrote a song for the season that the church was in way back when. And it was based on that thing, vessels of his glory, broken vessels. And then they made a big pot, and in the pot there was a piece missing because of a crack that formed. And it was broken vessels of His glory. And it was so that the glory of God, that as it is poured into us, could go through us. Not the glory of God manifesting gold dust or golden teeth. The glory of God as His nature in us and through us. I think sometimes if we... We are as perfect as we think we are. His glory cannot go anywhere. We will just be full of it. And you know what other saying they use when they say, you are just full of it. Full of rubbish. He brings light into our darkness. Let your light shine. Should I also sing that one? Oh, 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 oh let your light shine. Oh, ah, oh, oh. oh, guys, come on. I'm going to switch the aircons on, man. 
Work with me here. It's the 30th of December. This is supposed to tell us we don't have to be ashamed. We are children of the light, and we have hope for the 31st and the 1st. This is the wave impact of the particle wave duality of life. If the first one was that we had to grasp that we are charged by the the living God to have energy and life in us and, and His light in us. The second one is that we are to move in His frequency where He sends us. The impact of the wave. You know, I, I split this into two. 3.1 and 3.2. And the first one, I, I thought about us. Now, you guys can remember the last time I preached, which was the 23rd before Christmas. Marlies did the 25th. I explained to you that I watched that movie again about Rise of the Guardians with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and whatever. And I said, at the center, God is? At the center, God is? Love. Love. There's another reference in that movie I want to use. You have to watch it with your children because it is not biblical at all. Like, honestly, there is Santa Claus with tattoos. Everybody knows Santa Claus doesn't have tattoos. <clears throat> in the, the villain in the movie, Rise of the Guardians, is called Pitch. It is the evil guy that brings nightmares to children. And you see him. And he's standing in the shadows. And he moves from shadow to shadow. No matter what shape the shadow, he just moves. They can't catch him. Because where there's a shadow, he will go from one to the other. And he seems so elusive and he cannot be caught because he's pitch and he brings bad dreams. And he turns nice dreams about horses into nightmares about skeleton black things. You see, when we are covering ourselves up and hiding in our shame, we are creating partial exposure to the light of God. I don't know if you can see it, but you should be able to see it with these lights that are positioned so oddly. There should be shadows on my eyes. Yeah, thank you, Dad, for being so honest. <clears throat> Part of it is your six grandchildren. <clears throat> When there's partial exposure, there is shadow. And in the shadow, the lies and deception comes in, and it intimidates and cripples and confuses us. Let your light shine. I want to say the first thing about the wave is let God's wave come into your life. Wherever he needs to go, let's bring it through so that there isn't partial exposure. It's just a little baby crying. Take off your covering. Well, that ladies are supposed to still wear covering according to certain parts of the Bible. I'm talking about that covering that says, oh God, please, not your light. 
where you are so held in shame and guilt, you are debilitated. And pitch moves around in your life from shadow to shadow saying you are not worth it. You are unable to do it. You won't become a success. You are useless. You are a fraud. Anybody ever lived there? Just me. If the people only knew that I was this, oh, how ashamed would I be and how I would be kicked out. But his waves come. And you know, some of his waves in the the spectrum moves quicker and some of them move slower. And for some of us, God's waves come and it's a quick work. And all of a sudden, I think it's the red one that moves the quickest. All of a sudden, we we are transformed. And then we look at those that are in the indigo and the violet spectrum and we're like, oh, shame. (laughs) That's going to be such a hard slog. Because these waves are going to take. I want to tell you that all of us have red and indigo phases. That thing that you think, oh God, if I could just get a handle on this. But no, it trips me up again. And for some people, that thing that trips me up again was a quick red wave. And it was sorted. And I'm like, oh God, if I could only. And he's like, I'm preparing my vessel for the light and the glory of my presence to shine through. Let your light shine. Let his waves come in and permeate through you. You know where else this manifests? Is in our, our thoughts. Not just thoughts about, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm pathetic, I'm, I am such a sinner, I should be so ashamed. But those thoughts about, next year I'm going to do this. There's no light in that thing until you have said, God, what do you think about this? Bring your light, bring your waves, bring clarity, manifest your truth. Shall I go? We've got the best example ever. It's where Moses said, we shall not go from this place unless your spirit goes with us. And Jesus says, I come only to do and say what the Father has said. Submission to his waves that come through us. Our thoughts. What's your thoughts for 2019? Who started to make a list already? When does gym start? Come show of hands. Who's starting gym in 2019? Come on. There we go. Four or five of us. Lacquer. Yes. Who's reading their reading plan of the Bible this year? There's four of us again. Thank you, Shalane. Thank you, Corin. Thank you. Tab's wonderful. We're going to read it together. I want to say start it today so it's not a New Year's resolution. (laughs) God's thoughts about His Word will always be, yes, more of me. The only way to get rid of the pitch moving around in your life from shadow to shadow is to expose yourself completely to the light. And the waves of God. The second way is your wave among others.
nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Your light is supposed to shine. People are supposed to say, not so much, it's too bright. You are supposed to refract the light of God into lives that gives them the hope of what He has accomplished in your life. You know those little red waves? It was the quick work that He did in your life. It gives others hope. And you know that little purple wave that comes that you're still busy with? It gives them hope. It gives you hope. Other people journey with you on this thing. Let your light shine. Refract the glory of God. In Acts 26, 15 to 18, Saul changes from Saul to Paul. You guys know what happened? He's on his way, and all of a sudden, uh, ah, a bright light hits him. And the voice speaks to him. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and stand upon your feet. I have prepared a purpose for you. I'm anointing you as a servant and a witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. He entrusts us with his light for others. Another little bit of uh, physics. And I promise you I'm wrapping up. It's called bioluminescence. Anybody watched uh, Mohana? Any of the children? No, no Moana. Okay, so sorry. Moana, there's a crab, a massive crab that's got all the, the, the treasures of the ocean stored on his back. And then Moana tricks him and she gives him a stone that she's rubbed on a fish. And she throws it at him and he thinks it's the treasure that they're looking for. Let me not entice the kids. I'm not allowed to watch this too much. And, the, and he looks at this thing and he says, ah, it's a diversion. You've taken a stone and covered it in bioluminescence. <laughs> And the voice is, it is it. Who's the voice? Bioluminescence. It's how fireflies light up and how things in the ocean glow. It's this beautiful thing that the, the, the physicists describe, and the, I think it's biophysicists, but it's like the nature and the other thing. They call it a luciferin. And a luciferous. Makes sense, I know. Perfect. But the one is the actual power to glow, and the other one is the catalyst. I want you to think about people out there as being our 
when we mix with them, we are the, the catalysts because they already have the Lutheran, the potential of God in them. They just don't know it. But when you are there with his light, you are exposing them and saying, this is what you are able to accomplish in God. Come to the light of Christ. And all of a sudden, their lives light up. And they become shiny and, and so shiny from the bioluminescence that, that we have mixed with them. And then I know some of us say, but I cannot mix with them because I will go down familiar paths. But listen to this. In John 1 verse 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In 2019, guys, we are liberated. We can go and find people that don't know him and just mix with them. We don't have to succumb to them. We will be the catalyst for their lives being transformed into him as long as we allow his light in waves to come through our lives. Isn't it exciting? 80% is excited. Father, I thank you for them. You are the catalyst in those that do not know him. You have the potential to expose them to their full purpose in God, and you don't know, but they might be the evangelist that goes and takes nations and cities for him. Through a simple act of exposing yourself to his light and allowing him to move in and through you. Light in the darkness. God is light, and in Him, there is no darkness at all, at all. Let your light shine. Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za.